0: Welcome to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is IK Grande and I am your host. Thank you once again for tuning in. Crazy times, huh? Crazy times we're living in. <laughs> we don't have a guest this week, but I did however say that one of my last shows I was going to discuss a little bit about the podcast and, you know, what I've what I've learned from from doing these podcasts. And uh, the guests that I've had on and what I plan on doing for season two, because this is uh, still only season one. 28 episodes, 27 porn stars, producers, we've had musicians, we've had a couple of different people come on and share some of their experiences, uh, fans, Um, so a a little bit of everything. And then you guys, the listeners, the fans, the guys have actually uh, either called in or written emails or uh, have actually been on the show and shared um, you know, either a kink or a fetish that you're into from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for, uh, the amount of people that were listening and stuff. And, uh, that find this very interesting. Uh, the reason why I started this podcast was there were a couple of different reasons, but I've always been very in my 12, almost 13 year career now in the porn industry. I've been very, very model oriented, model forward, treat your models with respect kind of guy, just because, you know, models are very, very important to the porn industry and you know you treat them well and they treat you well uh, right back. I've met so many very, very different people throughout my career so far and they've just been amazing. Some of them pricks. I'm not gonna lie. Some of them have been uh, not the coolest people. however, a majority of them are or tend to be very nice, very interesting people outside of what you know them as uh, which is porn star, which is taking their clothes off and having sex for you. So one of, one of the reasons why this became something that I thought was interesting was giving them another platform where they can kind of talk a little bit about the stuff that they do outside of porn and what, what makes them who they are, why they chose this career, stuff like that. I always thought would be very, very interesting. And then, you know, a lot of things along, along the way ended up happening as well and that's you know that's something that I'll I'll address a little later on another reason why uh this podcast came to be was out of dis- not despair for, per se but more an understanding of what I had been doing all these years uh working for a company um as you guys may know and I know I've talked about it a little bit before But the company I worked for before, Dark Alley and I, uh, Dark Alley, who produces Raw Fuck Club, uh, Black Breeders, uh, a couple of other different studios that they've handled and distributed. We parted ways, you know, I was let go. Actually, right around this time, April last year, my contract was over. And, you know, for whatever reason it is, there's no uh, love loss, uh, for sure. I kind of had a little bit of time to go through... Twitter, first of all, that's one of the things, you know, a lot of working in porn and doing stuff is, especially for the, for, for Dark Alley and for Fuck Club, was you were constantly turning out stuff, uh, you know, one scene a week, one movie a month, and that's just in-house. You also have a studio or brands that you're distributing and stuff, and that ends up becoming a part of what you're doing, your work, your chunk of work that you have to put together. So I spent... I would say a a good majority of the 10 years that I was there kind of just inundated in the work. So come last year, come April last year, when I had nothing to do, I found myself going on Twitter and finally realizing how a lot of the work that I had kind of churned out there Either be it just, you know, fuck scenes or uh, conceptualized or tried to conceptualize with the budget that I was given, uh, with the equipment that I was given, uh, try to make something interesting as long as or as well as being uh, a gay porn film. A lot of it was really well received. So it was very interesting to go on, uh, as I mentioned, Twitter and social media and just see how, how people were actually sharing and were enjoying all of this work that I just saw as my day job. I was just doing something and, you know, the creative, the, the more creative projects that I had put together were put together so that I wouldn't be just bored of shooting two guys having sex uh, in front of me or just for you. You know, it was also feeding what I wanted to do as well. So I thought that, I thought it was very, very cool and And if you've listened to the podcast, if you've listened to a lot of the different episodes, I think it was around the third or fourth episode was when I finally got my my i guess it's i guess it's um the way I open it It's basically if you've watched gay Horn in the past twelve years, I've definitely helped you get off uh it's very, very interesting the more I thought about it and the more I thought about this episode in particular i've I've been able to think about all of the people who I've I've helped get off in one way or another, you know, p- either putting together a production or uh pairing models together, uh directing the scene, just being a part of it and then having you be a part of it afterwards. That's kind of that's kind of really really cool. It's a great equalizer because of the fact that uh, you never know who it is that's watching it and they don't know who's putting it together and they just know that they enjoy it and they watched it and and hopefully it helped them get off. <laughs> So that's, that's pretty cool. And you know, that the reason why I brought that up was because, uh, going on Twitter and watching all of these scenes or parts of these scenes being shared by so many people and appreciated by so many people made me think, oh, wow, I, I kind of did something and it felt good. So that's why I kind of kept going with, with gay porn. I could have, I could have easily left. I actually started working for a different company uh, in in the interim of working for Dark Alley and then eventually going to Treasure Island, which I'll talk about briefly in a little bit, I, you know, a tech company that's not too far from uh, my home and uh, left porn behind altogether. Uh, I just didn't enjoy what that was going to entail. So I said, let's see what can happen. And for the second time in my life, employment wise, I was absolutely hungry and you know i had to do what i could and i figured the podcast would be a very very good idea because of the, of, of what, what i had mentioned before um, basically uh, talking to models a lot of people don't get access to models the way i do um, and that's something that i've taken for granted as well and a lot of them are my friends and a lot of them are really cool and they have really really cool stories to share so that's always a plus uh, plus to this luckily I didn't have to wait that long before Treasure Island, um, media, uh, found out that I was no longer working for dark alley and they picked me up and I have, I have nothing but great things to say about Treasure Island media and Max soul, who's the head producer at Treasure Island, uh, aside from Paul Morris, of course, um, he's been, he's been great. It's, it's been interesting, I will say that. Max was the production guy for Treasure Island, and he's been the production guy since 2004. I was a production guy for Dark Alley for, I would say, a good 10 years. And we were competitors. So I think <laughs> I tell him this, and I've told him, he probably gets off on the fact that he, he gets to tell me what to do now. But, you know, regarding work-wise and people that work there, I've never met a a nicer group of people than the work uh, work friends and work companions that I have now. That's, that's really cool. And I want to get him on uh, just because of that. So he'll be on on season two. So for season two, I, I really quickly just want to touch upon so many different things that have come up uh, from season one that I've learned from season one, but also talking to different people and opening up my eyes to a lot of different things that are going on. For one thing, you know, I had um, a foot fetish episode, I had a piss episode, or a golden shower episode, however you want to call it. Um, Urophilia, I think, um, is the technical term. I will start focusing more on what I call the philias and the ishes, which are the fetishes and uh, any kind of philia that's out there, albeit aside, uh, the three three no-nos, you know, the pedophilia, necrophilia, and uh, zoophilia, which are illegal because there's one party that's not a willing participant. However, I do find that there is room to talk about it. So I've been in contact with people who are in zoophilia forums who don't act on it but have that, have that, that thought. Um, so that's, that's kind of something I want to explore because if I find if you have people that are exploring sexual sides or sexual kinks and fetishes and stuff, and they have nobody to talk to that can create a very dangerous environment. So so I think that they also need a platform. And like I said, it's not people who are practicing certain things that are illegal. It's more just the idea that it's there. And, and another thing I want to explore along the same lines is sex crimes. I'd like to devote a couple of episodes to situations or or stuff that has happened that is considered a sex crime when people have either gone to jail or have gone to trial for something that they did or did not commit. I'm just going to give you an example of of what I'm talking about here. Uh, And it goes along the lines of sexual kink or sexual fetishes as well. But there was a police officer in New York uh, in 2013 that was arrested for um, visiting a forum or not visiting a forum but actually um, he they say he plotted allegedly plotted to um, kill a girl and eat her uh, and they call him the cannibal cop if you look it up it's a story uh, that I intend to explore a little more I reached out to him I haven't heard back from him however it's a very interesting story because uh, where that involves what I'm interested in or, or what I would like to share is the fetish part of it This is just a fetish that the guy had. It didn't mean that he was going out there and he was killing a whole bunch of girls and and cooking them. It was just a fetish that he had. And the courts had to let him go because he didn't commit a crime. It's a thought crime. And that's probably what it's going to be called, thought crimes, whenever I do do um, an episode Uh, in season two about that i think it's just i think it's very fascinating so we're going to explore kink we're going to explore fetishes we're going to explore thought crimes sex crimes we're going to explore a whole bunch of all that stuff and also talk to porn stores which is why i got into this it's always fun always something different and um yeah that's that's just something i have in store uh for season two also uh another thing that i would like to share is the YouTube channel that I have, where I put up the videos for the podcast, it's gonna change drastically. <laughs> it's gonna—I've—I've I've had time to kind of formulate or orchestrate exactly what I want to do. Uh, originally, it was just to have the podcast be recorded and have models come on, and um, you can kind of see another side of them. I always thought I'm a very visual person, so when I hear the person, I also want to see them. We're gonna do that a little better. I found a camera guy that's pretty good, and he's going to be able to get nice uh, frames. And he's gonna—it's gonna be filmed a little better. I'm gonna just change it up a little bit because I do think watching it and having it be a little more aesthetically pleasing to the eye would be would be cool. And it's something that I do want to do. Um, along with that, I'm gonna do um, mini documentaries about uh, these sexual kinks and sexual fetishes, like I've spoken about, and also. I am going to do episodes about the techniques that I used in porn while I was working for Dark Alley. And then kind of a little bit about techniques that I'm using now because they're a little different. A lot of the different equipment that I'm using and and we have sections. Oh, and this is something else that I'm going to put in the, the... The podcast is Big Dick Problems. That's something that I've spoken to some models about. You know, there are Big Dick Problems that they have. Spoken about it with Antonio Biagi, spoken about it with Teddy Forrest, with a couple of other models. And then also something that I thought would be interesting is how to bottom like a pro. And I spoke about that a little bit with Armand Rizzo on his episode and Drew Dixon. And it's just tidbits of information that I think would be interesting, especially not only because I would like to know, but also I think certain viewers would like to know. It's kind of like a an exercise routine or a diet plan or something like that. Uh, So that's going to be another segment that we're going to be putting on in the podcast. This isn't, this isn't the way I wanted to end the first season. However, I'm not sure how long of a break I am going to take from the podcasts. I'm thinking maybe a month or two. Initially it started in July. So I might wait till July to start again. Quite frankly, I would have to wait until the quarantine is lifted and everything is safe and we're all, able to go out again and uh talk to models i'm not really a big fan of interviewing models producers or anybody on the podcast who are not right in front of me because it's not easy to read the person and you're not getting the same experience so i won't do that i'll make an exception for people that don't want to be on camera or people who are far or people who are retired but have an interesting story i think that'd be really cool other than that, uh, I, I like them to be live, one-on-one, right in front of me, and I think it does make a really, really big difference. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, but in the meantime, don't forget, I will have videos put up on YouTube, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of what I've learned with you, and also hearing, taking feedback and stuff, and two things that I do want to address from listeners who are out there listening to this podcast and watching the videos. When I have people on who are sharing their fetish or their kinks, a lot of times they are not comfortable or fully comfortable with what they're talking about. Uh, A lot of times they're more than comfortable and they'll go on screen. When they are not comfortable and they are putting themselves in this position, don't go on YouTube and trash them. If you have a certain fetish, and it's being addressed on the podcast by somebody else who's probably just starting the fetish or just starting to explore what they like, you can't assume that everybody's at the same or has arrived at the same place in life that you have. Because when you do, you take the chance of making this person uh, retreat if you you are not happy with how a certain fetish has been portrayed. I, I do appreciate you writing me uh, and letting me know, I, like other people do. That's how I've been able to find a lot of these guys who uh, share their fetishes and are willing to come on. But, you know, kind of think about how you make other people feel when you write a comment online. I know it's not easy to police, but don't be a dick. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. You know, just put put yourself in their shoes. I also wanted to address an email I got the other day from... It said my number one fan, which is, which is awesome. I appreciate that. Omar, the reason why I wear glasses is because, like I said, you know, this came from uh, a place where now I had to be uh, on screen. I am a behind the scenes guy. <laughs> I enjoy everything about being behind the scenes. Like I'll stand next to porn stars. Nobody knows who I am. And I think that's awesome. If they come up to me and they're like, Hey, you know, cause I've put my face out there a couple of times and stuff, but I I absolutely enjoy just hanging out. The reason I chose the power symbol is because I really, really like it. I I like the idea of, well, not the idea of power. Power is great, but I'm not, (laughs) that's not why I'm doing it in particular. But I do like the power symbol. There's something about it. So I figured, hey, you know what would be cool? Why not try this? But thank you so much for writing that email. I got another email in regard to um, Esteban Orive just recently, uh, and they wish I had asked him what he would be doing if he wasn't doing porn. I think he addressed that actually in the podcast. He mentioned something about working on a TV show with a Spanish channel. Um, So I assume it'd be something around um, uh, the same thing, like some kind of entertainment, but you're more than welcome to ask him. He's on Twitter now and uh, he's very receptive. He's really cool. With all that being said, I just, I really, really want to thank everybody that has listened everybody that uh, will continue to listen everybody that's subscribed to the podcast subscribed to youtube and just kind of opened or expanded your mind or your thought process about how people digest gay porn or porn in general and how it plays a role in your life it's it's crazy i know it sounds crazy it's very dismissive because You know, you you kind of put porn on, uh, you jerk off and then you go on your life or you go on your way and you're, you know, do whatever you have to do. But, you know, you chose a certain scene, you chose a certain star, you chose a certain studio because you like it. So I think if it's not eye opening for you, it's definitely been eye opening for me. And um, thank you so much for allowing me to share this with you and share my experiences and I'll keep doing it. And if you have any questions or if you have anything, I'm very, very easily accessible via my email address, the YouTube channel, uh, Twitter, Facebook, trying to be everywhere. (laughs) Look out for that. Look out for new scenes. Look out for this stuff that i like to do on the side as well. And kind of open up pornography and uh, sex in general kind of filtered through me uh to you so with all this being said again thank you so much for listening i will be back uh, for season two bigger and better and uh, we will touch on a whole bunch of different topics and it'll be fun and uh as i always say my name is i.k grande and if you've watched gay Horn in the past 12 years i've definitely helped you get off cheers <laughs> Oh, oh,